awoken if you're an old soul. Speedy, the old phrase of the day is pangwangle. <laughs> pangwangle, you say? Now, to be fair, it could be pongwangle. Pongwangle. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to know what it means, or do you just want to like interpret it for the rest of the podcast? I, hmm, ooh. The anticipation is killing me. I do want to know, but the longer you don't tell me, the crazier the theories become. Pangwangle? Oh, Pangwangle. I, I hope it's like a World War II phrase. Like they were talking about their enemies in Germany, and they were like, oh, it's just a bunch of pangwangles, isn't it? <laughs> you you bloody pangwangle. I don't know. What do you think? Ooh. I feel like it's slang for panhandle. But in a different country. <laughs> I live at the bottom of the Pangwangle. Honestly, if you were Pan... Oh, you know what? I was about to say something that's incorrect. I was going to say Pan... Because panhandling is when you, like, stick a tin in water and try to find <laughs> gold, right? It's not asking for money on the street. Oh, no. Panhandling is <laughs> is asking for money. I think... Are you thinking of panning for gold? That's just yep. plain panning. Oh, Okay. So you're only panhandling if you want money, even though gold is technically also money. This is is, true. Is panning just panhandling the earth? Are you begging the earth for money? Uh, Yes, actually. Hmm. So pangwangle or pongwangle (laughs) is to live or go along cheerfully in spite of minor misfortunes. Oh. I like that they specify minor Yes. Uh, it, if, it, if, if bad things actually happen to you, you cannot pangwangle. It'd be, it would be harder to pangwangle. But it, it, it's more like like um, eating, like you ate a sandwich despite it having a spot of mold on it. You <laughs> ate the rest of it. Like you pang. I don't. Is it a verb? Yeah, is it a verb? You pangwangle. I just pangwangled along. Here's the thing. And everybody, here's the deal about this podcast. It's. For young people who feel like old people, or for older people who will be shocked to relate with two whole millennials about a lot of stuff. So if you were alive during the time of Pangwangle and you feel that we have the definition, which I found obviously on the internet, and you think it's wrong, <laughs> email us if you're an old soul at gmail.com. And for the rest of this podcast, we're talking about Bob Dylan covers because there's a lot of them. If you feel something we're saying is wrong because we weren't alive, I want to know and I'll read it on the next episode and I'll say, Here's how we were wrong. Because we weren't alive. We don't pretend to have been alive. We just like obsessing over this stuff. Yeah. And I would be very curious if anyone has ever said pangwangle in their lives. Yeah, you know what? And people who are about to correct me, get off your high horse. You didn't say pangwangle. I reminded you about the phrase when I found it on mental floss, which is obviously (laughs) the dictionary of old jargon. (laughs) Pangwangle. You know what's funny? I found two other phrases, but I'll just save them because I like pangwangle too much. I do. I, that is the showstopper. Yeah, it's already over. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Bob Dylan pangwangled because he had an amazing musical career while not being able to sing. Oh, yeah. he. Would you consider that a minor inconvenience? Is that what the definition said? Minor. <laughs> yeah, it's, I guess it's not minor because he made a lot of money off of it. And he, you might be able to say he is a good singer. It depends on your definition of conventional being singers. Si- wow. I'm not conventionally talk gooder. But he... <laughs> what is a good singer? I don't know. I would say that Bob Dylan changed my perception of what a singer can be. Um, 
I think listening to Bob Dylan as a child opened my my neurons up to the idea that, oh, music doesn't have to sound good to be good. That's a good point. And now point. I actually prefer worst singers. Cause, why? Because you believe them? You're like, they're telling the truth. Yeah, I, I, I believe them more. And uh, they're not singing because someone said, hey, you, you'd be a great singer. They're singing because they wanna, because they got something to say. And I like the, the raw emotion behind a, a howling coyote a lot more than a pretty songbird. But that's my opinion. I'm glad you said that because I wanted to, before we started talking about different Bob Dylan covers, I wanted to break down quickly singers, two things that you mentioned. B, A, people who aren't conventionally good singers that had a great career, like Bob Dylan, he's one of the first, and B, what singers were before Bob Dylan became basically the first mainstream singer-songwriter, acoustic guy. However, we have two things we always have to do in every show before we can get to our main topic. One, we have to salute the oldest living person, because we are old people. Speedy, who you got? Oh, we sure do. The oldest living person in the entire world is Kane Tanaka. I okay. said it right. You said it more right. right than usual. We've pra- we do a lot of practice episodes <laughs> of this podcast, and that's the most right. It's it's Kane Tanaka. You got scared in the middle. Don't I act did. like I you panicked. didn't. <laughs> she kept saying Tanaka, and I was like, Speedy, it's not a Jewish festival of lights. It's a Japanese woman. Who's how old? 118. 118 oh, yes. years and people still can't say her name right. What's she got to do, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Kane oh, Tanaka. I read today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, that she attributes her uh, long life to normal things like, oh, uh, uh, keeping the faith and being happy and also practicing math. I thought that was interesting. Practicing math? Yes. Got her to 118? That's right. Well, then I'm going to make my 40 years count. Budum. <laughs> uh, Budum. <laughs> well, I would say I will try to pangwangle my way through 50. Oh, wow. <laughs> Pongwangle. <laughs> Pongwangle. Hey, Speedy, can you yep. stall nonchalantly while I turn the vibrate off my phone? What, can I what nonchalantly? Like filibuster so I can turn the vibrate off my phone. Oh, sure. I, I will come up with different ways to say Pang Wangle. First, as we have already discussed, there is Pong Wangle. I think the you could also say Ping Wingle. I like Ping Wingle. Ping Wingle? Yeah, Ping Wingle. I, I, I wish Rafi made a version of Apples and Bananas, but it was Pang Wangle. I like I like <laughs> the Ping, 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 Pingles and Wingles. <laughs> I like to poo. Pung, pung, pungles and woongles. Um, okay, and very quickly, Speedy, anything fun happened this week that you want to mention in history? Oh, yes. This is a very eventful week, but I will keep it brief. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'm going to go down the line. I guess, are you reacting to these? That's React right. how you see fit. No, no, no. Right. Yeah, you, you tell me things, and then I... Well, you know what? I'll give you a Bob Dylan emotion of how i feel about what you said and then maybe use some words i like that all right in 1928 this week the first test footage was created for walt disney's steamboat willie with mickey mouse hey, 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 hey. 
scene. <laughs> I, I started at Bob Dylan, ended as a steamboat. I'd say it's meta. Wow. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to move on. 1954, Elvis accidentally created his signature shaky leg dance thing. And what do you mean accidentally? I can, I, I can summarize the story. Yeah. He was performing at the Hillbilly Hoedown in Memphis, Tennessee this week, but he was really, really nervous and almost like a nervous tick. He was shaking his leg in time with the music, but then the crowd started shouting at him. And Elvis was very confused. He gets off stage and is like, hey, what's the deal? Why was the crowd shouting? And apparently, the shaking of his leg while wearing his baggy pleated pants created a wild gyrating effect. And that's the story. Did the story you read online specifically say wild gyrating effect? Those exact words, yes. Okay. Okay. Historic wild gyrating effect. Mm. Yeah. 1954. Well, good for him. He needed a win. That's exciting. Isn't that nice for him? Yeah. How does Bob Dylan feel about this? Oh, right. Uh, mm, mm, hey. <laughs> He's a little turned on by it. Mm. That was the most intimate I ever wanted to get. Did you know they used Bobby. to shoot Elvis from the waist up to not put his legs on air because they thought it was too sexual? His wild gyrations were too much for the public to handle? Yes, the wild gyration effect was too much for public television. <laughs> and it became his signature. At what point did they realize it was better for them to just pan down and uh, let the magic happen? They were like, the ratings are too low. We're getting desperate. It's probably when he went to the military. They were like, ah, oh, you know what I, you know what our ratings use right now? Elvis's hips. <laughs> um, is there anything else over good? Uh, I got one more. Yep. yep. Which is that this week in 1966, Bob Dylan got into his famous motorcycle accident. That was this week? That was this week. Wait, so this episode's going to look intentional? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's so exciting. <laughs> We're intentional. Oh. Isn't that great news? What are we but like what what does the caption say in this podcast? We are celebrating the anniversary of Bob Dylan's <laughs> Bob famous Dylan's motorcycle crash. Motorcycle accident. Yay. His Okay, first of all, Bob, if you're listening, Robert, I'm really sorry that happened to you. B. His voice never sounded the same after that. No, and you know, but I was reading actually uh, some theories, which I don't know how you feel about this, Danny. Some say that uh, it was actually an elaborate ploy to get some time off, and that either he didn't really get into a crash and he just said that he did, or the crash wasn't that bad, but he said it was very serious and he broke his neck um, so that he could recuperate from, from all the fame. So, I don't know. Maybe we're happy for Bob. <laughs> okay. He, he, he did complain about people hanging out too much at his house in Woodstock, New York. So that is true. And he hated that. Yes. But his voice never sounded the same. <laughs> like, if you listen to Lay Lady Lay, which I think came out right I, after it. Are you about to say about that, to too? I say that. Yeah, yes, like, I was. <laughs> he, okay, Bob Dylan went from, like, how many roads must a man walk down to, to being like, 
Anybody want a peanut? (laughs) (laughs) Right, but see, and this is where the details of the crash really... Yeah, they said that he injured his neck, but would that turn him into Kermit the Frog? That seems like a nasal change. Did he smack his, his face? A nasal change? I... If he had a nasal change, he would have come back like, Hey guys, how many roads must man walk down? <laughs> I mean, I, okay, I, I see what you're getting at. I guess your vocal cords are in your neck. Your larynx is in your neck. I, I guess. I just don't know any other singers that happened to. Yeah, he would be... I guess he would be the first to... Mm. I don't know. Most people die in plane crashes. We're not. We're not used to motorcycle <laughs> crashes. That doesn't happen a lot. Uh, okay. Well, those were all three great ones. Speedy, great work. Great journalism. Gracias. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and it's so weird that she mentioned that Bob Dylan's car crash was this week because uh, our topic of the day is Bob Dylan, specifically his covers. Okay, I want to get to a point that I know maybe this is a stretch. But I think it accentuates how important covers of Bob Dylan songs are specifically and how it's taking on a life of its own in comparison with Bob Dylan and how he is already one of the greatest artists ever. On Spotify, which is how all intellectual sentences start, (laughs) they have like these this is blank playlists for each singer artist, you know. And on the this is Bob Dylan playlist, which isn't like necessarily an order to my interpretation, of their best or most popular songs. It can be, but a lot of the times it's what they think is going to grab people or what's most relevant and pertinent. And on his playlist, it seems like they based the first couple songs on there to get you off of covers of his songs that are not nearly as famous as his other songs. Like, number two is Mr. Tambourine Man, which is a bird song. Number four on that playlist is One More Cup of Coffee, which is a White Stripes cover. That, you would never put One More Cup of Coffee in his top 10 songs, right, Speedy? <laughs> uh, no. I, I would put that in top of, of songs that I personally enjoy from him. Right, but, but not right, like, fame-wise. Right, fame-wise, absolutely not. No, and then no. Knock on Heaven's Door is number six. Like Rolling Stone, which is his most played song on Spotify, is number seven. Times Are Changing, which is his fifth most played song on Spotify, is number 15 in that playlist. Now, of course, what? like I said, we're on Spotify. We love Spotify. It's not in order, but there is a purposeful meaning since it's not an order of most song played, most listens. Therefore, it's an order of what they think is relevant. And the yeah. fact that all those songs that are covers of Bob Dylan would make you think like, oh, the covers actually really get people to Bob Dylan sometimes. Yeah. Oh, it's true. That's so funny. Well, a lot of people don't know that Make You Feel My Love by Adele is absolutely not an Adele song. That is a Bob Dylan cover. And I know people that got routed to Bob Dylan only through Adele. So these covers are sort of introducing his work to a new audience, I guess. Can you imagine going from Adele to Bob Dylan? (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't seem like the same crowd. (laughs) No, just like Adele is like a generational voice of her being like, hello, and then you get to like, hello. I'm just saying, like, that would be a big jump. 
But you're right. That happened. I mean, that, I think the biggest example of that, and what you and I are going to be tiptoeing around this whole time, is that most people our age only know about Bob Dylan because of Wagon Wheel. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. Like you and I grew up worshiping Bob Dylan, and then now everyone's like, "Oh, the guy who like wrote Wagon Wheel for the singer from Hootie and the Blowfish." <laughs> oh boy. See, I think that's where you and I are still out of touch. Because what? What young kids our age are like? Oh, I love Hootie and the Blowfish. No, they love Darius I think Rucker we're and Still Wacken a layer Wheel. removed. <laughs> yeah, well, no. That, I mean, that's the point of this podcast. We are removed from pop culture, but that's where Bob Dylan comes into pop culture. That he wrote Wagon Wheel. Uh, okay, real quick, just because I think this is fun um, to ex- to explain how important Bob Dylan is for those who don't know. When, now, it's funny <laughs> for me to use this this list as a way of explaining it while also making fun of it but the top 10 isn't bad but vh1 in 2010 when i was a kid i was obsessed with vh1's like top 100 list for some reason i thought they were really important and they did 100 greatest artists of all time in 2010 bob dylan was number five which is good okay that explains how that he's really important yeah that's fair but then the rest of the list makes you really bad. Okay, so <laughs> the highest woman on the list. Do you want to guess who it is? The highest woman ever? On this list of VH1's 100 Greatest Artists of All Time as of 2010. Do you want to guess who the, the highest woman on this list is? Oh, Lord. I, I, ooh, uh, Celine Dion is something she, they might say. That would have been great. She had a really important career. No, it's Madonna. Madonna. At number 16, Aretha is 27. That was going to be my second pick was Aretha Franklin. 27? Well, she's no Madonna. <laughs> I I am filled with rage. This is an audio recording. So, and oh, and even we're we're on Zoom right now. So you you cannot see how everything is is clenching underneath my desk. Just so you know, everyone, um, Speedy smiles when she's angry. Like, you wouldn't really know she's angry. She's smiling, (laughs) but I I know she's angry. Okay. Uh, Chuck Berry is 25, and ACDC is 23. No! (laughs) (laughs) Back in black! I can do that! Your impression of ACDC is Barry Gibb having a heart attack. That's the different lead singer, so I ruined the joke. Um... <laughs> They anyway. sound identical. I mean, do you think but so? I have no respect. I, I, I do, but I'm not an avid ACDC listener. I shouldn't. I shouldn't speak on this. You don't remember sixth grade? We all had a shirt from Coles. Okay. Uh, <laughs> last but not least, and we'll get to Bob Dylan. Ray Charles is 43, and this leads us into Bob Dylan. Number 33 is Guns and Roses. No, it's not. No, it's not. Danny, you, you want to hurt me today. <laughs> I'm hurt. These are like these. Well, you know what's interesting? Um, I'm realizing that every bullet point is just 
look how many white people must have written for VH1 in 2010 because they kept putting <laughs> these white people in front of these black people when you wouldn't have had these white people without the black people before them. Right. Oh, my goodness. Um, but Guns N' Roses has a very famous cover of a Bob Dylan song, which we mentioned before in the Spotify <laughs> playlist, Knock It On Heaven's Door. Speedy, what are your, what are your thoughts on Knock It On Heaven's Door? All I can say about the Guns N' Roses cover of this song is Dow wow wow and hey 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 yeah I just Do you think why? that Axl Rose thought he was scat singing? He was like, I'm gonna improv a little bit here. He was like, he was like just done listening to Ella Fitzgerald, and he was like, I'm gonna do that too. Oh, and just the most soulless edition of of the the his his cadence is like, hey, 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 yeah. It sounds like the horror, like hey, 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 hey. Hey. Maintenance real quick. Is my chair keep squeaking? Do you hear it at all? I hadn't noticed. All right, cool. All right, moving on. Um, Oops. Speaking of squeaking, okay. <laughs> uh, you know what's the problem? Okay, I don't want to talk too much, but... Uh, sorry, not talk too much. I don't want us to... <laughs> we, you and I have a goal of making this podcast 20 minutes long, and it never happens. Is that bad it's... if we're having fun, though? say no and then hope that it's not a train wreck sounds good okay now i have a list of <laughs> I, just, I made a lot of li- i do a lot of, like i just i like this stuff it's important to me i compartmentalize it because this is fun to me uh other people like bob dylan who have a lot of songs where the original recording is not nearly as famous as their as their recording are you ready for this yes i am okay for okay. is that I like you're it. you're really excited uh, I'm a little scared, but okay. please proceed. Okay. Maybe I'll, maybe you'll learn something. That could be fun. Yeah. Okay. What if I told you Neil Diamond <laughs> No, nothing from Neil Diamond. Okay. What if I told you now that Neil Diamond has the original <laughs> version of Red Red Wine? Really? Like Red Red Wine. By UB40. He wrote that. I was not aware of that. I was not aware of that. I don't know if Neil Diamond was aware of reggae. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it ended up. He also wrote I'm a Believer, but he gave it to them. To the monkeys. Okay. Okay. My, what if I told you, asked Molly Dominic, yes, that Otis Redding wrote Respect, they read the Franklin song, and has the original version of it. You know what, Danny? What? I have been very angry at the trailer for the new Aretha movie because they heavily imply in that trailer that Aretha, Frank- Aretha Franklin wrote the song. But that's simply not true. Oh, did they, they, they like show her like going over it? Yeah, I, I think they refer to her having written it, and they're like, oh, great lyrics, Aretha, or something like that. But it was Otis Redding. Maybe she added like the "saka to me, saka to me" part, and they were like, "That was good." <laughs> we needed Wait, some that, violence. That part transformed the song. It's it's yeah. basically a new work at this point. It'll never be Otis's anymore. 
Uh, he also yeah. has the original version of Hard to Handle, the Black Crow song. You know, one that's like, Do you know that one? I, <laughs> I've definitely heard it. I wasn't sure what it was at first, but then your, uh, your cover of it took so, me back. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> did you, were you sure what the song was, then heard me start singing, and it was so bad that then you weren't sure what song it was, and then you came back full circle at the end? I came back full circle. Yes, the name rang a bell, and I went, oh, hmm? and then you started to sing. <laughs> Could, <it be? laughs> Could that be? Okay, and what if I told you? That the original version of Blinded by the Light is by Bruce Springsteen. Really? Isn't that interesting? Isn't that fun? That is very interesting. And I would put Bruce on the same pantheon as Bob Dylan in terms of A, great American songwriter, but B, guy whose voice is not like conventionally great, but is emotive. Yes, but is emotive and has found a way to actually use that to his advantage yeah we're like oh oh, i believe that guy and he's a he's really good (laughs) lyricist yeah um okay also we should just mention that hallelujah is by leonard cohen okay moving on (laughs) yeah (sighs) that angers me very much what angers you people people... say that it's by jeff Jeff buckley Buckley or whoever (laughs) no or Rufus Wainwright from the shrek soundtrack (laughs) they're like wow shrek's got great original music Blah! You know what? People from the Shrek soundtrack probably also think that I'm a Believer is by Smash Mouth. <laughs> it's it, it's not. Wait, what? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> what? Are you kidding? Because I'm, I'm a Believer by... Oh, you're not kidding. I'm not kidding. Oh, I no. don't know the origin. I thought we were being condescending together, and now I'm just being condescending by myself. Put me down. Put me down. Who's it by? It's by the monkeys. I think I hate me. You knew that, right? No, you didn't know that. Oh. No, I didn't. <laughs> okay, so you th- you thought that Smash Mouth found Smash Mouth was listening to Neil Diamond <laughs> records in the late '90s and thought, "Wait, this is it. I have our follow-up to All Star. It's this Neil Diamond song." <laughs> Maybe we should reggae it. I don't know. Well, it's you learn possible. something new. Okay. I I have made so many dumb lists. Should I keep going with lists or should we get on to Bob Dylan covers? Because <laughs> I also have a list. How of... many layers deep in pre-lists have you, have you made? How many lists I've made. Oh, I also want to say that Bob Dylan has a Nobel Prize for literature and that he opened for Martin Luther King at the I Have a Dream speech with Blown in the Wind. Yes. Yes. I, I was going to ask you where uh, Blowing in the Wind ranks on that Spotify list of oh. best of Dylan. Is it, you know, I like having Spotify because it's a good way to kind of like take the temperature of current rankings of songs. Like the Beatles all of a sudden dropped on Spotify a couple years ago. And now you can kind of see, because it's not based on total listens since the 1960s, you can see now which songs are going to take up yeah. the most listens. And for the Beatles, the number one song is Here Comes the Sun. I think that's kind of fun to see. Here Comes the Sun is number one. I'm actually very surprised. That's what I'm that, saying. Like, you, you learn yeah. what songs people like the most by these artists that have been around forever. And that's interesting to me. Okay. Yeah. Blown in the Wind 
is number five on the This Is list. And then in terms of total listens on Bob Dylan's actual thing, it's number four. So that's pretty accurate. But again, times are changing. Yeah. Number five with 157. Oh, you know what? Oh. Their list is not in order of listen. So actually, switch that. Times are changing is actually number three for his most listened to song. And then it's still, oh. like I said, number 15 or 16 on their This Is playlist. Okay. But yeah, Blown <laughs> in the Wind is 120 million. That should come in number five for his most listened to songs. Number one is Rolling Stone. Number two is Knocking on Heaven's Door. Thanks, Axl Rose. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. wow. <laughs> Okay, so, should I keep reading lists or should we get to the Bob Dylan cover? <laughs> what I, I just want to say real quick that before Bob Dylan got to be famous, the most famous singers were like Elvis and Frank Sinatra. And then Bob Dylan showed up and he was like, hey, I write my own songs. You can believe what I'm saying. I'm not just going to talk about somebody that I love or who I want to marry. I'm going to evaluate our culture. Right. I mean, people, some people say that Bob Dylan was actually just, uh, I don't want to say copying uh, Woody Guthrie, but some people say that it started out as uh, him trying to be Woody Guthrie and then he became what he became. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like, he didn't invent it, but he perfected it. <laughs> he's not Pete Seeger and he's not Hank Williams and he's not Woody Guthrie, but damn it, he made it cool. <laughs> um okay so <laughs> i d- uh, let's start okay we have a bunch of categories to get to we have six but uh okay let's start with what we each think is the best cover Ooh. okay i i i'm doing okay i know we shouldn't start with the best but i have a very specific reason for doing it because i i'm gonna get to your speedy argue so speedy what do you think is okay. the best Bob Dylan cover? I I hate to overcomplicate this, but I have different categories for my ones that I think are the best. You, you mean you be... like hold on, your your best list has <laughs> subsidiaries? It does. I yes. love it. Do it. Give it to me. Okay, okay. I'll be I'll be brief about it. I won't I I won't linger. I just listed um... things about UB forty. You can have the floor. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited about it. Tell me. <laughs> okay, I will say that um the there's only one Bob Dylan cover that I actually go out of my way to listen to. Um cuz most of the time I prefer I just prefer the original. I'm I'm an old man about it. I am resistant to change and I hate everybody. But I do go out of my way to listen to as we talked about before the White Stripes doing one more cup of coffee. Oh, I love that's the... fun. That's fun. I, I do. I love the vocal performance on that. Whenever Jack White does a cover of something, it's always just unnecessarily raw, like his cover <laughs> of Jolene. Jolene! <laughs> my, my, my favorite uh, Jack White cover he does, um, I Don't Know What to Do With Myself by Dusty Springfield. And nobody Ooh, can hit a note Dusty Springfield can hit. She is one of one. But he'll try, and he just doesn't care because he knows he's a great guitarist. And he's just like, wait. He's like, go into the moon, please. <laughs> Make me just as that. Anyway. And I like, is it the word parties that he goes into a falsetto? Party. 
He like breaks it up so he can get to each time. He's like, parties! <laughs> anyway, what else is your best? Uh, yes, uh, he, he does know how to do a good cover, I have to say. So I, I, give him, I give him big credit on this One More Cup of Coffee cover. However, I do still think the original is better because, man, that the, the duet that Bob Dylan does with Emmylou Harris and the drama, the violin, you really feel that he's trying to leave this gypsy girl. And it, it captures a completely different energy. So the original is still superior, but uh, the Jack White cover is excellent. It is excellent. So that's one answer to your best? That's one answer. Okay. I'll move on to the next one. I yeah, promise. keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Masters of War is a song that I thought could never be covered, but the Staple Singers did an amazing version. I don't know if you've heard it, Danny, but oh my word. I have not oh heard it. Oh my word. I have not heard it, but you know, again, if you say Staple Singers covered X song, I'm going to go listen to it. Yes. Because it's like, <laughs> we're going to take the original version, but then have the best singers on the planet do it. And then I'm in. Yes. Then I'm in. There you go. And and that's that's what it is. It's got an amazing, soulful performance. It's got a great beat, and there's these choral vocals in the background. It feels like a completely different song. It's uh, it's amazing. That's all, all, all I can say is that it's amazing. But again, I will argue that the original is actually superior because the simplicity of Bob Dylan's vocals over that simple guitar lets you drink in the full impact of, of the lyrics and their intensity, especially when you get to the ending verse where he's like, I hope that you die and your death will come soon and I'll follow your casket in the pale afternoon and uh, he's, I'll stand over your grave and make sure that you're dead. <laughs> There's mm. no better way to hear those lyrics than when Bob <laughs> is doing it. <laughs> hear someone talk about standing over your grave. I mean, if we had to get into one philosophical discussion on this podcast, it would be if you were if you get musically turned on by authenticity and when you get wrapped in by someone singing a song because you feel like they're really feeling what they're singing about, is it more powerful to hear somebody covering a song that you know the lyrics are singing mean a lot to them and have for a long time? or knowing they wrote it, and therefore it came from their heart. Because I think with every Bob Dylan cover, you're going to have that debate. Mm. Ooh. And you're always going to pick oh. the latter. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you? I think for most of them, yeah. <laughs> do you have any other best yeah. covers? I do. Um, so, so far I've done the only cover that I actually listen to on purpose. I think the Staple Singers has the best um, reinvention of the song and just great, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say production. I feel like that's only a, a rap term. <laughs> but no, they, no, you can say production. Yeah, production? Sure, I'll, yeah, I'll say production. Production value. Sure. Uh, this next one is the cover that I found the most surprising because I did not expect to like anything about it. It is Kesha's cover of don't think twice it's all right you know i'm really glad you said that because i put this out on instagram and had people send in their answers for their favorite bob dylan and that came back and i was like huh yeah is she a good singer um yeah you know she in the same way bob dylan is perhaps yeah (laughs) no she she deserves more credit than she gets Mm -hmm. i think 
Um, and this particular performance, it's it's very raw and emotional. And I think people said that she recorded it just on her MacBook Pro love in, it. in a moment of I emotion. She just was feeling every word of the song and crying when she sang it. So it's a cappella, and then eventually string instrumentals kind of fade in. And I was very surprised by it. I thought it was... Um, you can tell that she really, really loves the song and the lyrics mean something to her, which goes back to your point of... Uh, <laughs> that has value. Is That it has value, yes. That's exciting. Because of what it means to her. You know, the, one of the categories I sent was the one that surprised you the most. So did you do that twice? Or did you just take more best answers? <laughs> I, I simply... I, 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 had, I had to do it this way. You went rogue on me, kid. <laughs> I did. Um, <laughs> I did. But um, I have one more that's my favorite. I, please. No, I no. Continue uh, going uh, rogue one more time. Uh, the fact that you've gone white stripes to cash to stable scissors is like, uh, I need to know where this journey ends. So end it. The journey ends with William Shatner. What? What are you talking about? He does a cover about? of Mr. Tambourine Man. If you haven't heard it, Danny, hold on. I almost have to stop this podcast for you to hear it right now. Hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. What's the name of your category that he wins? Um, my my brain can't handle it. It exploded. <laughs> um, it's it's hilarious, and I wouldn't call it a good cover, but it's the best one. Can I play it into the microphone? We'll listen to like ten seconds of it. I use some fair use. Sure. Oh, sure. Yeah, get some fair use. Um, and I'll talk about a specific part of it so that I'm referring to something for, yes. the, for the purposes of fair use. The ending of the song is tremendous. So should um, I skip there for our fair uh, use? Sure. You could maybe get a little taste at the beginning and then skip to the end so you can hear where it goes. <laughs> okay. Hold on. I have to skip an ad. Whole big thing. You know how this goes. <laughs> of course, there's two ads. YouTube, don't you know I'm trying to do a podcast right now? Okay. Oh, you know Knocking what? Knocking on heavens. Wow, wow. Wow, <laughs> wow, wow. Okay. Hold on. Okay, Speedy. Yep. I have to take you off my AirPods, so don't talk for 10 seconds while I play it, okay? Okay. I'll you know what I'm back. saying? Okay. <gasps> Here we go, everybody. Wait, I want to hear William Shatner sing. I don't want backup singers. Get to William Shatner. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. Oh, oh, oh. You know what it sounded like, Speedy? You're back. It, it's, it sounded like um, Curly in City Slickers. You know, no, it sounded like Jimmy Durante. He's like... <laughs> hey, Mr. Tambourine Man, take a song. But that's yeah, no, that that probably wins everything. The podcast take is over me again. On a trip, on your magic swirling ship, or whatever the lyric is. It kind of works. Interpretation though. Of that's the very Star Trek, you know. It is right. It is it's magic oh, yeah. swirling ship, the USS Enterprise. I mean, that's oh yeah, SS Enterprise. And uh, he also have you heard his cover of Rocket Man? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Oh, hundreds, hundreds of times. That's when you said it. Amazing. I was like, oh, okay. I'm just going to copy and paste this Rocket Man thing onto that, where it says William Shatter. Um, so Mr. Tambourine Man. Like, hey, <laughs> Mr. Tambourine Man. Yeah. Play the song. Okay. Yeah. 
I have one answer to this. Screaming. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So the only acceptable answer for his best cover is the one that Speedy doesn't like, which is why I've been looking forward to this for the entire podcast. Danny, how could you? We had to get to it. It's the most famous one. It is. <laughs> and universally universally lauded for being superior than the original. I'm gonna I'm not even gonna say it yet. I'm gonna read you Bob Dylan's quote. <laughs> His what he said about Jimi Hendrix's cover of All on the Watchtower. Are you ready? Yes. Quote It overwhelmed me, really. He had such talent. He could find things inside a song and vigorously develop them. He found things that other people wouldn't think of finding in there. He probably improved upon it by the spaces he was doing. I took license with the song from his version, actually, and continue to do it this day. So Bob Dylan's basically saying that when he plays All Along the Watchtower, he's covering Jimi Hendrix's version of his song. No! 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 Okay. Can you give a reason other than the fact that you just like folk more than you like rock and roll? (laughs) Well, and I wouldn't even say that I prefer folk over rock and roll across the board absolutely not but i just think that the storytelling of the song um when i listen to the original um just that simple harmonica and everything i i'm i'm picturing what's happening in that ending line where it's like two riders were approaching the wind began to howl and it, it just ends on this like eerie note and when the harmonica comes in i get goosebumps it just yeah, but when jimmy says that it's epic setting. he's like and the wind began to howl, howl, howl. <laughs> like it's cool yeah it's cool i think it sounds baby. great and it's great to jam to but it it doesn't support the storytelling for me i it doesn't take me to the place that the poem was taking me it's to, an exclamation point opinion. on the story <laughs> guitar solo yeah no, you can tell me why it's great now. Tell me why it's great. Change me. Change me. I don't need to. Bob Dylan already did. <laughs> <laughs> and he's very open-minded. Yes, he is. It is. I I think it's great. It's just not better. I understand. I, I, I think it's the best cover because um, Jimi Hendrix, it's his only, it's his highest-ranking U.S. Billboard chart topper. I think that's like number four. So he's the greatest guitarist of all time. And he turned into his biggest hit. And that's really special. That is really special. Is it to you? (laughs) You know, I agree with everything that you're saying. Everything that you're saying. I'm just a stickler. I'm very stubborn. I understand. (laughs) Um, okay, next category, we only have a couple, is one that has held up the best. Okay, I just came up with a random answer. Uh, Johnny Cash and June Carter doing It Ain't Me, Babe is my answer because Ooh. Johnny Cash left his first wife, Vivian, for June Carter, and then they were married until their death in the same year. So it's like it was really true. It's like they were singing it to his wife as he left her. Oh, my God. <laughs> so historically, that adds up really well together. They did it together. Oh, I like that answer. What do you have? Answer. Uh, I mean, I would say my back pages by the birds. Oh, great answer. You know what? I'm really glad you said that because we haven't talked about the birds enough yet. <laughs> they basically made a career off of covering Bob Dylan and Pete Seeger. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And people still 
I, yeah, that's another one where people just know that version, and I don't think they even realize that it's a Bob Dylan song. I'm oh my gosh, I'm I, I aggregated all these lists, and I totally forgot about that song, and I love that song. Wait, what's the what does he says? He says um. Uh, hold on, you can correct me, but let me just try to word vomit it out. I'm a lot older now. No, <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> older i'm a lot young i'm a lot older than i was back then right is that what he said i like that oh we should do a series of trying to sing iconic lyrics while waking up from a nap (laughs) i was older yeah i was older or younger then (laughs) i believe I love that song. I'm so glad you brought that yeah. up. Good answer, Speedy. You win that. I, oh, I'm I'm in a good mood now. Yeah. I love that song. Yeah, and it's the... good. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they bring in harmony for that line, which is actually really, really beautiful when they do it. Which is, I was so much, much older, older than, than I'm younger, I'm younger than, than, that than that now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then also. Um, they cover Mr. Tambourine Man, which we should mention, of course. Yeah. And also, uh, is it You Ain't Going Nowhere, I think is also a Bob Dylan song. Maybe you can correct me, everybody, if you're an old soul at gmail.com. Um, okay, here we go. And I don't even know why I gave this category to Speedy, but we're going to do it anyway. It's uh, <laughs> the one where you a- actually like Bob Dylan's version better. Hey, Speedy, what's your <laughs> specific answer to that? Where do I begin? <laughs> uh... New pony, going, going, gone, knocking on heaven's door. If not for you, make you feel my love all along the watchtower. Just like Tom Thumbs Blues. You're just naming Tim every Green famous Man, cover. Just You're just cover. naming all of them. You're just saying everyone that's famous, his is better. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what is I, your answer, though? <laughs> I say Mr. Tambourine Man because that song's kind of sad. It has like It's like it's kind of like pensive sad, like nostalgic sad, and it just feels better coming from his voice. Yeah. Because the the birds make it sound a little happier and he makes it a little sadder and I want it to be a little sadder. And then also blown in the wind. I love Peter Paul and Mary. I saw one of their last concerts ever with my grandma and they have a great cover of blown in the wind. And so does Sam cook. Um, but I just touching on the philosophical debate we threw up before. I just like that song, which is one of the most important songs in American history. It's the one that Bob Dylan played. When he was opening for Martin Luther King, I Have Dream Speech, just should come from the poet. It's just one of the most reflective songs in our culture, and I like it better from him because it, it's his song. Yeah. You know, I was hoping I was going to have something more to say, but I'm just so glad you're talking about Bob Dylan's version being better. Saying, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Enjoy yeah. Enjoy this category. <laughs> yeah, I, it, was, it was for you. It was a gift for you the whole time. <laughs> And it was my grandpa's favorite song. I used to play it for him on the guitar. Oh, really? But um, I can't whistle, so it would be like... <laughs> or my cousin Jason would do it because we would play it at family outings. Okay, this one, this question I find um, could be interesting where you take it. What is a dream scenario where you get to pick a Bob Dylan song getting covered by someone? So pick someone covering a Bob Dylan song. Ooh. I... Man, I thought really hard about this one, and it's hard for me to answer because I don't think anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but the algorithm is just a better singer plus a song I like a lot. 
I know, what I ended up going with is uh, I'd like to see what Kendrick Lamar could do with Ballad of a Thin Man. That's the lyrics very in that fun. are so interesting. That's very I think fun. He would, I think he'd transform it into something completely different. You know what's really funny you said that? Because one of my answers, was, this was just a joke answer, but I said I wanted Jay-Z to cover Subterranean Homesick Blues. <laughs> I almost did you? that one. Okay. I okay. almost did. <laughs> there's always like, it's a very Googled question. If, did Bob Dylan invent rap with that song? Yeah. And it's always like, no. No. <laughs> no. There were a lot of blues singers who did that before him. But then I was like, let's hear a real rapper do his kind of rap song. That's really just blues talking. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, I almost said that too. But I like your Kendrick I have had many, yeah. yeah, I've had many people say to me when I say, oh, I either like Subterranean Home Six Blues or I know all the words. And they're like, oh, well, you know that Bob Dylan invented rap, don't you? I'm like, I'll just let it happen. I'll just let <laughs> <say> it. Guys, <laughs> we just debunked that Blondie invented rap. Please don't start with Bob Dylan because they say that one too. Okay. Speedy, even, this podcast is getting too long, but I'm going to give you. 10 seconds to rap as many lyrics of that song as you can. Go. Johnny's in the basement, mixing up the medicine. I'm on the pavement, thinking about the government. Man in the trench coat, badge out, laid off. Says he's got a bad cough, wants to get it paid off. Look out, kid. It's something you did. God knows when, but you're doing it again. You better jump down the alleyway, looking for a new friend. Man in the coonskin cap, the big pen wants $11 bills, but you only got 10. Pew, 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 okay, our next category is one that surprises you the most. Oh, I ruined that one. <laughs> um, thank you for doing that. If you know Speedy, you know that she can do that. So it, it's, it's, it was impressive seven years ago. Yes, I've been waiting my entire life for an opportunity for that skill to come to in make handy. That. Didn't you do it in school one yeah. time? It, yeah, it came in handy exactly once where the teacher said, I will give extra credit to anyone who can actually memorize all those lyrics, but I already knew it. It was, it was the greatest moment of my life. Did you just like stand myself. up? I know you. So did you just stand <laughs> up and start doing it without raising your hand? I I, I did. Did you do the whole it, song? Like <laughs> someone must have reacted, and you must have felt self conscious. Like how far into it did you get? I I made it to the end, but it was very strange because people just kind of looked at me. In my I think in my fantasies, I imagined everyone would be like, "Whoa! Oh my gosh! She knows <laughs> she it. did it! I don't believe what I just I saw." Believe- <laughs> no people just looked at me until i was done because <laughs> so. they hadn't heard of bob dylan whack and wheel hadn't come out yet <laughs> that's true the youngsters were, were not on it um not the one that surprises me the most of how much i like it is if not for you by george harrison oh that's a good one on his first album all things no all things must pass is that what it is all things must I pass. Don't, I don't remember. I think that's Ooh. right. If not, you can email us at if you're an old soul at gmail.com. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I like, um, wait, why did I say I was surprised by that? I think I just needed a category to shoehorn that answer into it. I just wanted to say. <laughs> um, but no, I, I just, George Harrison, he wasn't known for doing the acoustic stuff. For the Beatles, like he didn't write Michelle or Blackbird or Norwegian Wood. He has Here Comes the Sun, which has become an acoustic song for a lot of people, but that's not what it is on the original recording. So you don't think of him as a guy who covers Bob Dylan. But then he took that song and he just made it fun and romantic. And since he's dead, 
and died from cancer. Songs where he's happy are just like, ah, <laughs> this is nice to live in this moment with you. And you just think about the idea of George Harrison. He just immediately, when he got out of the Beatles, exploded with a double album because he was so sick of being suppressed and having these great songs being rejected. And it's like, he finally gets out of the Beatles, and these are the songs that he feels he needs to immediately record upon his freedom, and that's one of them. So you know that he must have really liked that song, and it's delightful the way he does it. So I love that cover, if not for yes. you. Boo, 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 boo. Anyway, do you have an answer to that, Speedy, that you've mentioned earlier? <laughs> that I've mentioned earlier? Well, first I want to say that I, I love how much you've thought about that. And... <laughs> I was like... I just shoehorned it in there. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure I have anything to say on this. I have delved into George Harrison's <laughs> psyche. What was he thinking and feeling when he okay. finally got the mic? When you talk about the pathos, he's feeling the song. When you talk about the ethos, ethically speaking. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I can give you a very quick uh, complaint answer. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, you, you can be surprised how much I'm, you hate something. That's fine. Oh, Yeah. I was very surprised when I heard the Richard Hell cover of Going, Going, Gone. Um, I don't really know Richard Hell at all. I just know that he's a punk rock guy. Okay. Um, and so I thought he was going to bring something exciting and just a completely different vibe to the song. But instead, he made a song that was a very similar performance to the original, but he removed the best part of the song. So he did the exact same thing, but took away the best part. And in my opinion, the best part is in uh, when Bob Dylan sings, like, I'm just going, I'm going, I'm gone. And there's this, like, guitar accent that happens. I'm gone. And it's gone. He took it out. And I was, I was shocked. I was shocked. You'd think that would be an invitation for a punk singer. That would be the big you moment. Would, you could replicate that. You would think so. And he just took it out. <laughs> Oh, I wasn't, you know what's funny? Okay, I wasn't going to do things that I hated the most because I don't like bashing musical artists, but on Instagram, a lot of people said they love Dave Matthews' cover of All on the Watchtower, and I wanted to send it to you and then see if you like it better. So here's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I have like a 10-second thing. I'm going to send it to you. We're not going to play it. I just want to hear your live reaction to it. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to text it to you, yeah? Yeah, text it to me. That's good. Okay. There will probably be an ad. Can you imagine? <laughs> and then we'll get to our final category. Dun, da, da, da. Do you have it, by the way? I don't are you a, have it yet. Are you a Dave Matthews guy? I'm not really. Nah. Okay, good. Yeah. That makes us more fun, doesn't it? <laughs> I've tried to like Dave Matthews, and it just... Uh, <laughs> I, I, from now on, if you don't like someone, I want your answer to be, I've tried. <laughs> okay. I'm opening up the thingy. Okay. He does like a slower version of it, and people seem to okay. really like it. Okay. Yet again, there's an ad, because YouTube doesn't understand we're trying to make art We're right making <laughs> We're making content. It's king, you know. Okay, here we go. This is a pong wongle to trying to watch a video while having ads. <laughs> yeah, trying to enjoy a Bob Dylan song when Dave Matthews tries to sing it. Yeah, that's the pangwongle. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see if you at least like Jimi Hendrix's version more than this. Oh, 
this is not what I expected this to be, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's not Ant's It's very, monster. like, a, a gritty electric sound here. Yeah, no, he, he he's wants it to be dark. Yeah. Mm. Is it? How is that for you? This is, like, all along the watchtower in a sewer or something. <laughs> <laughs> if the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles recorded it down in the sewers, <laughs> yes. this is what it would sound like. Yeah. It's a dark, hazy version. Yeah, I feel like there's going to be hippies skateboarding down there. <laughs> and tagging it. Yeah. Okay, you, you can you can stop listening to it. Yeah. What would you think? All right. Yeah, I haven't even reached the lyrics. Um, oh, wait, but, but I, I sent you the... No. Oh, it didn't go the to the sort of the top? Yeah. Oh, no, the, the first five minutes is a bass solo. Oh, my goodness. Okay, I'm so skip sorry for wasting time. Skip to five minutes. I'm just going to skip. Could you? Okay, here we go. Okay. Is he singing? <laughs> do you hear? Do you hear singing? I do. I can't understand any of the words. Well, yeah, no. He's like, he's um, how's uh, <laughs> down the watchtower? No reason to get excited. That's the part I just listened to. <laughs> it's like Bob Dylan without teeth. Interesting. Yeah, definitely worse than the Jimi Hendrix version. I won't say that I dislike it. No, it's, it's a very fine. strong He's choice. Um, it's a very strong choice. <laughs> uh, okay, final category. And Speedy texted this to me today, and I was like, oh, great idea, Speedy. What song would you, in turn, want to hear Bob Dylan cover himself? What's a song that would be better if Bob Dylan sang it that he didn't write for once? <laughs> I, purely for the humor value... I'd like him to sing Chandelier by Sia. <laughs> you know, it's you and I are like the same person because I wrote Call Me Maybe for the exact same reason. <laughs> but I think Chandelier is a way harder song to sing, so it's a much better answer. All right, I just pick, I just love the way that he holds out notes, so I figured I'm gonna swing. I like to hear the Chandelier. <laughs> <a> chandelier. <laughs> And I'd like to hear him do something jaunty, like like Call Me Maybe. That's a, that's mm. a very good one. I just can't imagine Bob Dylan pining anymore, so that's why I like the idea of it. Like, <laughs> Bob Dylan's not pleading anymore. But he's like, hey, I just met you, and this is crazy. Here, my number. You know what's funny? Oh, you know what? We didn't, uh, I hadn't made so many lists. I wanted to get to other people who don't have conventionally good singers, and then I wanted that to spiral into a new debate of whether Bob Dylan sounds like Tom Petty a lot. <laughs> we didn't get to it. Oh, well. People we email us if you think Bob Dylan or Tom Petty sound the same. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll have other opportunities to dig into that for 45 minutes. So. <laughs> Every time I'm like, Speedy, this will be 20 minutes. Okay. Do you have any <laughs> other answers for that? Do you have a serious answer or no? Um. I have another kind of fun answer. It's just the favorite thing I've I've ever come across on the internet is that, do you remember Rebecca Black's Friday? Yes. Um, someone started a rumor that it actually is a cover of a classic Bob Dylan song. I love and it. So a, Bo a Bob Dylan impersonator re-recorded Friday um, in a Bob Dylan way. And then everyone in the comments was coming up with fake stories about when they first heard the song while I was 16 and sitting on my roof and people were making arguments for why it was actually a really powerful uh, civil rights uh, protest tune and they're like oh yeah you know uh, like 
sitting in the front seat, sitting in the back seat. Which she, which seat should I take? And they're like, oh, is she gonna just just ride in the back of this car, or is wow. she gonna sit Wait, in the front on. and make a stand? That's well. First of all, I can't believe someone went to that level. Um, yes. <laughs> secondly, are they being serious? Like, um, are they convincing themselves? <laughs> or are they just as a joke trying to think of why this could be about doing something? Right. It absolutely started as a joke. But yes, as the theories got deeper and deeper, I almost wonder if we were starting to rewrite our memories a little bit. <laughs> In like a Mandela effect way, people would start to think yeah. Friday was a Bob Dylan song, like the yeah. Berenstain Bears. <laughs> oh no, that's right. Oh, Berenstain. Berenstain. I know. Berenst- I, as a Jewish person, I'm offended by the idea of Berenstain. It just never would happen. It's Berenstain. There are no stains. Um. um that's an amazing answer. Do you have okay? I'll ask you a third time. Do you have a real answer? <laughs> I do. <laughs> this, this this category was your idea, so I just wanted to see it if was. you took it seriously. I I did not take it seriously. I only have joke responses. I hope you can save me from myself. No, do you no, have no, no, no. I, I love the idea of you spending an hour saying that Bob Dylan's just better than all the people that cover him, but then not having an answer for a song that he should cover. No, I don't think anyone else is. I don't think they're worthy of his vocal cords. <laughs> so. I, I was going to say, I want Bob Dylan to cover Guns N' Roses' version of his own song. <laughs> I want him to be like, wow, wow, wow. Wow. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Wow. Um, no, I would love to hear Bob Dylan cover The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald by Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> Because it's like a it's like a shanty almost, and it'd be a really fun story for him to tell. That's Would, a really good one. Thanks. I took it seriously. <laughs> your question. My question. I've brought shame. To, to your own question. Myself. To my own yeah. question. Yeah. Yes. And to our good friend Kane Tanaka. <gasps> Kane, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I I wrote out the phonetic pronunciation. And At I least still you have panicked. that. At least you have that. Okay. Um, we should probably stop there. Any other quick Bob Dylan thoughts you want to share? Or are you good? Um, no, I just want to thank Bob Dylan for um, changing my life, dare I say. And um, I think it's so funny that Clickhole made you a fundraiser <laughs> to get you a new mattress. And I wonder what you thought when a mattress was delivered at your home that you didn't want. That's all I have to um, say. W- what? What was that last part? <laughs> yeah. Do, do you like click hole, Danny? They're fine. I like They're the fine. onion more. The click hole sometimes for me, I'm just like, they're just trying to be weird. That's yeah, That is the whole deal. They're just trying to be weird. Yeah, but someone from click hole made a, a GoFundMe to get Bob Dylan like a like a sleep number mattress or something um and they just decided oh wouldn't it be nice we love bob dylan let's get him a nice gift he should have a new bed and people donated money including myself and they shipped uh a mattress to his house that he didn't want um that is fantastic and that's why we'll never cure cancer because we donate our money. We donate to money like to that. Bob Dylan. Cost getting with bed uh, when he doesn't even want to hear from his fans. Period. <laughs> All right, well, everyone, that are the, the our takes on some of the best and worst 
and most surprising Bob Dylan covers. Um, we want to say thank you to William Shatner. <laughs> I sure do. Who I still think is probably the best Bob Dylan cover of all time. I think it tops Jimmy. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> this is our first and last podcast episode. <laughs> Sorry, I tanked it. <laughs>